Entrepreneur on Fire 656. The most inspiring stories from today's most successful entrepreneurs. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Video courses available for all experience levels await at lynda.com, and I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library free for seven days at lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Hiring? With ZipRecruiter, you can post to 50 plus job sites, including social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Post a free job at ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Entrepreneurs near and far, John Lee Dumas here, and I am fired up to bring you our future guest today, Larry Broughton. Larry, are you prepared to ignite Absolutely. Let's fire this up. Larry is a CEO, author, speaker, and former Army Green Beret. CEO of Broughton Hotels and Broughton Advisory, Larry has been awarded Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur of the Year and has been featured on CNBC, CNN, and MSNBC. Larry, I've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally, because we want to get to know you, then give us an overview of your business. (laughs) <laughs> Great, John. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm a serial failure. I'm a serial entrepreneur, <laughs> yeah. and um, I'm just trying to live life. You know, I grew up in a small town back in rural New York, and um, it wasn't a great uh, upbringing at times. You know, on the outside, it looked, John, like it was kind of Mayberry RFD. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like all of us, you know, I had some challenges growing up, and I ended up moving out of my folks' house while uh, I was 17 years old with my twin brother. And uh, um, was, I just knew there was something bigger and better for me out there. And so uh, my twin brother and I were, were martial artists at the time, came out to a national martial arts tournament out here in California. And I, gosh, my eyes were absolutely opened up. Um, and so at that point, I really just tried to figure out how am I going to get out of this little uh, small town that I was in? And um, it was about 1982, John, when I heard a rumor that the army was going to be putting together the first uh, Taekwondo team for the Olympics oh, cool. in 1984. And so I had the gall and I was going to say another word. I had the guts, <laughs> I guess, to go down <laughs> to the army recruiter's office and to convince them that I need to be on the army Taekwondo team. And, um, you know, these army recruiters are great salespeople and he ended up getting me to, uh, uh, take the ASVAB, the entrance, uh, exam. And as it turns out, I scored really high. And the thing, and uh, he said, you know, you could even try out for special forces. And I didn't know what special forces was at the time, John. Um, and so he went through the whole thing about the Green Berets. And I said, wow, that sounds great. Love to try out. And here's the thing, you know, it was a risk because um, it was in my contract that I was going to be trying out. But if I failed, if I made a mistake, if I didn't pass a course anywhere, anywhere along the way, then uh, I was going to go up for what's called worldwide assignment. So if they needed a cook in Alaska, I was going to Alaska. If they needed a truck driver in uh, Louisiana, that's where I was going to go. And so to me, that was motivation enough, uh, you know, to strive for, for excellence. But after I got out of the military, after traveling around the world for several years, um, I fell into a hotel position as a night auditor at a little no-tell motel in San Francisco. And we can talk more about this if you want at some point. Um, but I showed up as if it mattered. I acted as if uh, it mattered, and um, I very quickly became a uh, 
a manager at this place once a new investment group came in to buy this place and turn it around. And I became a partner in that hotel company. And now I've got my own hotel company and we're growing gangbusters. Uh, we've got uh, about 15 hotels in our uh, portfolio now, about 15 more in the pipeline. And uh, now I just go out and I speak and train and uh, try to get uh, entrepreneurs to step into the gap because government is not going to save our bacon. We as entrepreneurs are. And, as if, and if you're an entrepreneur, you're a leader. And I just believe that we have a significant leadership gap out there. And I'm just trying to inspire and train uh, leaders to uh, you know, kind of take the vanguard of our economy and our society and, and do great things. Well, Larry, I could not agree with you more as far as that mentality about entrepreneurs are going to be the backbone of the future of the United States of America. And let me just say, since we're two days away right now from the 4th of July, and people listening right now, it's about mid-August as we're speaking, but Larry and I are talking on July 2nd here. So Larry, thank you for your services, people like yourselves that are the reason why the USA did win its independence back in 1776 and beyond. And I resonate with you incredibly well. I actually spent eight years as an armor officer in the US Army with a 13-month tour of duty in Iraq. And it's pretty fascinating. And I wouldn't mind, you know, brushing upon this as it comes up later in the interview, but a lot of people do point to the success of Entrepreneur on Fire, and I'm curious if they do the same with you. And they really like love to kind of talk about how the military is a major reason for my current success because of the sure. discipline, because of the regimented skill set, and just that focus, and really that just taking charge type mentality. And I think a lot of that mm-hmm. is true. Um, but my question to you is, do you, A, get that a lot when you, for instance, won Ernst & Young's Entrepreneur sure. of the Year? And do you agree with that? I do agree with it to a certain extent. Yes, we've got the discipline. Yes, we've got the ability to lead and to follow. Uh, a lot of people, John, believe that uh, the military is overly regimented and that there's someone telling you what to do all, all day long. But you know, <laughs> I know. Is really, there, you, are, you have to be absolutely innovative. You've got to you know, change on a dime. There's a reason why we have the best military in the world. It's because we've got a bunch of great thinkers. But you know, the IVMF, the Institute for Military and Veteran Families, did a study not too long ago uh, about this topic. And you know what they found is, yes, uh, the, the discipline, the team building, all that kind of stuff is important. But it's the character of our veterans is what makes them successful afterwards. It's the character of uh, folks um, that, you know, the founders of FedEx and GoDaddy and Chick-fil-A and uh, Nike, all started by veterans. That's why, you know, organizations like that and mailboxes, et cetera, have been transformational in our in our economy. I mean, think about, have you ever been in a position where you've worked for a leader who didn't have strong character skills or traits? Often. You often do, but they don't do great things, They right? don't do great things. That's right. So I think that's why our veterans are doing such great things, because when they put on the uniform, they go into the service. When they get out, they continue to serve. And this is actually why I really kind of wanted to bring that up, because I'm glad you did qualify that, because a lot of people who interview me and who talk about like the success of Entrepreneur on Fire and the success that other veterans have, like you mentioned, they seem to like to put a lot of credit into the military, which I think is great because we learn so much there. But I don't want our listeners, I don't want Fire Nation to use it as an excuse as to why you can't succeed. Don't just say, oh, well, they're veterans. like That's why they're having so much success and that's why they're so regimented and they wake up at 5 a.m. ready to challenge and take on the day. The reality is anybody can make the decision to take that action and to be that leader it just comes up here in the head. And at 23 years old, when I learned to become a platoon leader, I got a head start of a lot of people, but there's no reason why there should ever be an excuse by people just because they didn't go down that route earlier on in their life. And Larry, wow, 
I wish we had blocked off two hours because you and I could just go on about this. I mean, I don't get to talk to Green Berets very often, so as you can see, I love, love doing it. But we do start with a success quote here at Entrepreneur on Fire. So I know you have a great one for us. Take it away. Yeah, well, listen, so many people uh, get trapped by this negative chatter that goes on in our brains. And I live by mantras. I understand that high achievers want to do more. They want to do great things. But oftentimes, you know, we lose sight of our vision because either we haven't planned effectively or we overly plan. And so the quote that keeps keeps coming up in my mind these days is by General George Patton that says this, a good plan violently executed today is better than a perfect plan next week. He doesn't talk about an awesome plan or a great plan or a stellar plan. He just says a good plan, develop a good plan and move out smartly and then just take course corrections along the way. It's great for a entrepreneur to have that mentality. It's really important for an officer to have that mentality. I can say that yes. firsthand from my deployment in Iraq. And you know that is just something that with Patton saying it and with us as entrepreneurs applying it, I mean, that's what it's all about. Get that minimally viable plan out there. Get that product, that service out there that's good. Then get that feedback. Then pivot. Then adjust and keep moving forward. Don't stay hidden beside, behind this wall, Fire Nation, waiting for yeah. that inevitable day. So right. love that, Larry. It set the tone for the rest of this interview, which is going to be about your journey. So tell us a story, mm-hmm. Larry, a story of a time that you failed. And share with us the lessons you learned. I love that you asked this question, John, because I think that, um, well, I just know from doing interviews like what, what you're doing here and um, just watching a lot of uh, these success seekers and gurus that are out there selling their wares. You were going to say snake oil. That was cool. I was. I was. <laughs> yes. Um, but not enough of us talk about our failures along the way. And so I can tell you that, you know, so I've you know, I was a pretty good martial artist. I was a Green Beret in the military. I rose up, you know, through the ranks pretty quickly, became a partner in a hotel company pretty quickly. So by, you know, you know, the late, late nineties, early two thousands, um, you know, it looked like I had tons of success under my belt. Um, and so I was starting to believe my own, you know, mm-hmm. my own legend that I was creating in my mind. I was starting to believe my own press that I was getting. And so back in 2000, um, you recall at the end of 2000 is when uh, the the recession, but then was the worst depre- or worst recession we'd had since World War II, right? Um, and so I just put my own, just started my own hotel company in January of 2001, closed escrow January of that year, and then there was the national recession, the dot com bomb. Yeah. Um, SARS, and then in September 9/11 hit, right? And so I went from earlier that year of getting distribution checks from my former company and my investments on a regular basis um, to starting all of a sudden I was writing capital call checks back to my company that I wasn't even running any longer. And at the same time, I was trying to build a hotel in Santa Barbara, open a hotel in Palm Desert, and things were just spiraling out of control. I had to sell my house, my uh, wife at the time, um, and I moved into a townhouse um, I had a six-month-old baby, and I just didn't know what the heck to do. Um, I totally isolated, John. Um, I wasn't reaching out to to my friends. Mm. You know, I learned in Special Forces that uh, you've got to surround yourself with people who are bolder and brighter than you are. There's 12 guys on a Special Forces A-team, you know, 12 guys, you know, who are highly challenged, who share same, uh, a common vision, who have a sense of mission, can do amazing things when you're working in your strengths. Well, I wasn't working in my strengths. I had nobody around me. I was trying to do this whole solopreneur kind of thing. Right. Um, and it just 
things crumbled to the point where I was doing some pretty nefarious stuff. You know, I was doing some um, self-destructive behaviors and um, my wife left. Um, I had no money in the bank account, couldn't make payroll. And it was, you know, honestly, I'm going to be totally transparent with you here because I think that's what we're about uh, on the, in Fire Nation is I was ready to end it all. You know, I was mm. like, I can't do this. I had, I literally had, I knew six people personally during that recession who took their own lives um, because they, they had lost it all. I mean, it was bad back then, if, as you recall. And um, I thought, well, gosh, I've got, I literally looked at my life insurance and said, you know, this could support my child for a long time. And then all of a sudden in my head, I started hearing surrender, surrender, surrender. And that from a former Green Beret did not compute <laughs> <laughs> at first. I'm used to kicking in doors and, you know, taking names, right? But what I started realizing, the surrender was your best efforts got you here today. They can't take you any further. You got to start reaching out for help. What? So I started kind of reflecting, what was it that helped me be successful in the past? Well, I was surrounding myself with people who had more experience than I did. When I was learning in martial arts, when I was a white belt, I didn't want to work out with the white belts. I wanted to work out with the green belts. When I was a green belt, I wanted to work out with the black belts. Why? Because they already knew this. They, when am I going to learn from somebody who's behind the path or behind me in the path or, you know, kind of on, on par? I wanted people who were uh, superstars, rock stars. And so it took guts, but I started picking up the phone. I had no money in the bank when I had payroll due. And I started calling people and saying, I don't know what to do. What should I do? And, you know, if somebody called you, John, at your lowest moment and said, hey, I need a hand, what would you do? You'd help them, right? I'd help. For some reason, we get it. We, sometimes, what, somewhere in our brain, we get that people aren't willing to help us out. And so... During that failure, I learned that I've got to surround myself with people who are bold and brighter than I am. And so I formed a board of advisors and, um, and, uh, you know, I just started taking it one step at a time. I used to just focus on the big shiny objects out there. What's the big prize? And I realized I can't do that. I've got to really live in the present. So Larry, I love where you're going with this because we talk all the time about Jim Rohn's great, great quote that you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. And for you, when you were a white belt, if you were only spending time with white belts, then that was going to be your average, but you kept stepping up the game to green, to black, and therefore your average is going up, so to speak, all ships rise in a high tide. And one really interesting thing I want to talk about for a brief second because it's so powerful is that you know, we've been talking about the recession and the depression that we went through. So many of today's, right now, most successful companies were launched during that recession because if you can survive right. then, you thrive post-recession. You know, it's the companies right. that launch when the times are good, they don't have to learn how to scale back, how to be lean, how to survive in anything. But it's those right. companies that launch during recessions and learn how to just make things happen that do so well. So they're really is no bad time to launch a company or a business or an idea or an mm -hmm. entrepreneurial venture if you go in it with the right mindset, with the right support system that Larry keeps going back to over and over again, having that mm -hmm. advisors, that mastermind, that incredibly important mm -hmm. mentor. So Larry, boil it down for us into just one takeaway from that experience in your life that you want Fire Nation to walk away with. Surround yourself with people who are bolder and brighter. You must have a board of advisors for your company and for your personal life. For me, I've got uh, uh, five people on each of those boards. Three of them sit on both. 
bolder and brighter. I love those two words. And Larry, you are such an epic storyteller. And let's just kind of keep the same theme of telling these great stories throughout this interview, because that's what our listeners, Fire Nation, resonate with. We resonate with stories, history, his story. That's us. That's humans. That's how we Mm -hmm. learn. That's how we listen. So, Larry, now tell us a story of a time that you had an aha moment, that you had this light bulb that went off, and then walk us through that idea moment and the steps you took to turn it into a success. Yeah, well, gosh, I've had a lot of aha moments uh, in my life, thank goodness. Um, But I'll tell you, the one that really resonates with me was um, when I was going through the Special Forces Qualification course. Um, It was a pretty tough time in the special forces cadre while they were kind of grinding us into the ground in the hand-to-hand combat pit or we were doing log drills or they were taking us out through the uh, the sand dunes of North Carolina uh, on these 20-mile forced uh, ruck marches or whatever it was. What they used to scream at us over and over again is pain is weakness leaving your body. And uh, get that in your head for a second. And what it reminded me of was my wrestling coach in high school used to say that pain builds character. And so it was at that point when I thought, you know, when I hear two or more high achievers say the same thing, <laughs> I probably ought to start listening, right? And so it was that, that this is going to be, if you want anything in life, it's going to be tough. Marcus Aurelius, you know, one of my great heroes, uh, says that um, the, the art of life is more like wrestling than dancing. You know, it's hard work. And so what I've learned from this is that there is freedom in saying, I don't know. Um, and tap into the expertise of people who are around me because where I found the most pain is when I isolate or when I pretend that I'm the smartest guy in the room. And you can't be that as an entrepreneur. You can't be that as a leader. Pain is weakness leaving your body. I mean, Fire Nation, I really want you to absorb that and realize next time you're feeling pain, maybe embrace it instead of shy away from it because that can be a really powerful moment. And again, Larry, you're just dropping so many value bombs in each one of these stories, in each one of these periods of your life. Just pull out one now for Fire Nation so we can focus on it as we implement these value bombs into our lives. One value bomb here, I guess, is that um, we've got to have positive mantras uh, in, in our head. You know, there are these proud moments that we have in our lives. And I've just tried to live each day when I go to bed, when I say my prayers at night, when I go through my gratitude journal, what I hope that I can say is today I lived and served as if it were the proudest moment of my life. And if we try to do that every day and we try to teach those, like I try to teach these to my kids, um, then I think that we've lived a life of significance. What I try to do now, John, is live a life of significance, not success. If I've Mm -hmm. lived in life where I have served other people, um, then success is the byproduct of that. And I kind of had a, an aha moment or a kind of a, uh, a glory moment about a year ago when my son came home and handed me from school a picture that he had hand drawn that uh, said, my dad is my superhero. And it had a guy kind of flying, you know, through this, you know, a city. And I thought, holy smokes, that is powerful stuff. And so if we can pass this stuff on to other people, um, I think that that's a, uh, uh, a powerful moment in each of our lives. It's incredibly powerful and proud. And I love that phrase that, you know, success is the byproduct of living a life of significance. And yeah. one quote that I actually live by, Larry, that I actually built the foundation of Entrepreneur on Fire is by Albert Einstein, which is try not to become a man of success, but rather become a man of value. So I mm. started from the very beginning 
looking to only provide value to my listeners, to my audience, to Fire Nation. And that's all I did for the first nine months. There was nothing on a two-way street. It was just me giving, giving, giving. And then once you do reach that tipping point of giving enough value, then the success is that byproduct. And Larry, you talk about the proudest moment and that you live each day like that, Larry. Let's just zoom into one moment in your life similar to the one where your son handing you that piece of paper with yourself being his hero. What is your proudest entrepreneurial moment above and beyond that? Uh, surviving this uh, depression and just serving our clients and our teams with with excellence. Um, you know, the funny thing is we had so many opportunities in the last uh, couple of years to compromise our core values. And when um, we, I had a couple of people in our organization who were offered jobs making more money to go work for someone else during the depression and they chose to stay here. And that was a proud moment for me because I said, you know, all this hard work is paying off, mm. that they're, they're subscribing to our mission, they're su- subscribing to our core values. And um, I just felt like uh, all the hard work was going to pay off. And right after this call, we're going into a, a meeting with a, um, a potential client who is going to basically double us in size in the next 90 days. <sighs> 90 and, days. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's going to be very powerful and it's uh, very likely to happen. We're kind of in the closing rounds of negotiations at this point. Um, but it all has to do because of the team that we built and that we're all striving for excellence. Success is the byproduct of living a life of significance, Fire Nation. And Larry, bring things to present times. Let's talk about today. You're about to go into this meeting that's going to double the size of your company in 90 days. That's unbelievable. Mm. What is the one thing that has you most fired up today? The opportunity to offer opportunities to our team members here. You know, so many people live a life of mediocrity and it just breaks my freaking heart to see that because I don't, not only is mediocrity in business unprofessional, I think it's immoral. It's immoral to offer a product to people that's not excellent. I think it's immoral to live a gray life of mediocrity with your family, your spouse, your significant other. It is absolutely wrong. And I think that once people get a glimpse of excellence in their lives, it's like a drug. And you can't get enough of it. And so, um, I don't know. It's just a, a powerful, powerful thing. And it blows me away that so many people uh, never have that opportunity. And I can tell you that um, my moment uh, being in special forces just uh, showed me um, how powerful it is when you are surrounded with people who that's all they want is excellence and to serve other people. Well, Larry, Entrepreneur on Fire's tagline is inspiring millions. Thus far in our 22 months of daily episodes, we've had over 7.3 million downloads. We had over Mm. 800,000 just last month, unique listens. We're awarded Best of iTunes 2013, all from that place of serving value and looking to inspire excellence. And that ripple effect I'm seeing now, Fire Nation, you're part of that ripple effect. You're going out and creating amazing things and inspiring others completely unrelated to Entrepreneur on Fire, two or three degrees of separation. And that is where the power lies. And Larry... We're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Are you looking to grow your team, maximize your time, and start putting systems in place that will help you run your business most efficiently? 
I know firsthand that growing a team isn't easy, especially when everyone's seeking out the best candidates. With ZipRecruiter.com, you can post your job to 50 plus job sites, including Craigslist and social networks like LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy to use interface. With an interface that's easy to use and that tracks all of your job posts and all of your candidates, you'll be growing your team in no time. Plus, it's easy to find your best candidates because ZipRecruiter.com will automatically highlight them for you. Try ZipRecruiter to find out why they've been used by over 200,000 businesses. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Again, try ZipRecruiter for free. You must go to ZipRecruiter.com slash fire. Video courses have always been my preferred method of learning. The detail you can go into with step-by-step video is pretty incredible. Even when I think back to the day zero, when I first had my aha moment with Entrepreneur on Fire, one of the first things I did was go online and start searching for video courses so I could learn how to podcast. One site I came across that was a huge game changer for me was lynda.com. I was like a kid in a candy store, browsing through over 2,400 courses taught by industry experts. And I was learning something new every single day. Everything from discovering the basics of how to edit an Adobe audition to expert techniques for WordPress, lynda.com was my go-to resource. Because of how integral lynda.com has been to my progress of my learning, I've worked out a deal to give you, Fire Nation, a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days. Visit lynda.com slash fire today. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Larry, welcome to the lightning rounds where you get to share incredible resources and mind blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Well, you know, I've been an entrepreneur for a long time, but um, the naivete of youth, I think, uh, allowed me <laughs> to jump in. But what is, what's kept me from really uh, stepping into my fullest potential is fear of failure. Fear of failure. What is the best advice, Larry, you've ever received? Develop a board of advisors. Develop a board of advisors uh, whose agenda um, is to help you step into your greatness. Share one of your personal habits, Larry, that you believe contributes to your success. You know, it has to be my morning routine. Every morning I get up before I check email, before I turn on the TV or uh, get on the social media uh, sites, I sit down with a cup of coffee or whatever my drink is that day, and I get very intentional intentional about my day. I do some meditations and prayers. I do some inspiring reading, and I remind myself why it is that I'm here on earth. And what I found, John, was that um, my morning routine is even more powerful when before I go to bed the night before, I go through what I call my ta-da list. We all have a to-do list, right? And that's why I used to take to bed with me, sit right, th- right there next to my, uh, my nightstand. And I wake up at two o'clock in the morning and I write down things that I had to do. And so I never got a good night's sleep. But what I found is when I used to, when I go to bed now and I just go through my ta-da's, you know, ta-da, like here are my little <laughs> victories today. Um, then I have a much more peaceful uh, night's sleep when I am thankful and I have a heart of gratitude. And then I get up in the morning, do my morning routine, and then it's all about intentionality for the rest of the day. Got to start your day right. 
I love that. And for me, like when I heard this from another one of our previous guests, they shared that, you know, your willpower, the amount of like, full energy that you have starts at full in the morning. That tank is full. And how you choose to use that first half of the tank, is it going to be by reacting, by checking emails and tweets and getting on social media right away? Or are you going to spend that incredible first half tank of gas on yourself and and just setting yourself up for success for the rest of the day. And so I've always started to look at it that way. When you kind of look at your willpower as something that is going to decrease as the day goes on, you realize the importance of really ordering your day. And Larry, you must have a lot of great resources like Evernote, but do you just have one that you're in love with you can share with our listeners? You know, this sounds so simple, but what I've realized is that uh, I love where YouTube has gone in the last couple of years. If there's anything I want to learn nowadays, I can go to YouTube and find a a how-to video on it. It gives me enough knowledge uh, or information so I can go out and make more um, educated uh, decisions. Boom. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything that we've been chatting about in today's episode at eofire.com slash Larry Broughton. Larry, if you could recommend just one book for our listeners, what would it be? Well, listen, I've given away a couple hundred copies of The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, but the one that I'm giving away a lot now is The Go-Giver by Bob Berg. You know, And that book it really flips the old school success model on its head that I win by you losing and rather I win by serving and giving to other people. It's an awesome little book and it comes just like I like it in little bite-sized nuggets. You can read it in one sitting. I love it. And you are episode number 656, Larry, and I've only had 11 repeat guests on Entrepreneur on Fire, so a very small percentage Bob Berg is one of those 11 repeats because mm, that guy awesome. delivers every single time. And Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book just like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And Larry, this next question is the last of the lightning round, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Well, first of all, I'd sit down and just remind myself, by the way, this is an awesome question <laughs> and everybody <laughs> ought to be going through this exercise, but I remind myself, first of all, what are my core values? Because so often we compromise those things and then we get so far off track. Um, Next thing I would do is just what I call a three-column exercise. You know, what am I doing on a daily basis in one column? The next column is what am I great at? And the third column is really what am I passionate about? Okay? What am I passionate about? Because that's where I want my business model to be centered. I would do a survey uh, of anybody I can find. You know, I've got uh, access to the internet, so I would really go out there and start looking uh, for what do people want, not what do they need. I see so many entrepreneurs, John, who try to develop um, products and services that they know that the world needs, but the world doesn't want them. Right. Sadly, you know, if if all we did is did what we need, there wouldn't be McDonald's out there, you know? Um, I'm sorry to say it. Um, So you got to create products of what people want. Once I know what people want, then I'm going to start collaborating with people. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to meet as many people as I can in the next couple of days because um, somebody's going to have service or somebody's going to have talents that I don't have. I've gone to find uh, people who have strengths 
around me. And I'm going to start by creating a small product or project. I'm going to go one to many as quickly as I can. I'm going to start small, dream big. I'm going to move fast. And I've got to develop contingency plans, and I'm going to uh, conduct AARs. You know, in the military, you know, an AAR is an after-action review. What I do right, what I do wrong, and how can I improve the next time around? So many entrepreneurs never do that. You know, they they have a failure, and then they just kind of try to move on to the next thing without really analyzing what it is that they've done. So I know it's going to be an action-packed seven days, um, but I'm just going to do that, and I'm going to keep uh, repeating it. So, Larry, we shouldn't be surprised that you've been dropping bombs being a Green Beret, but this time they've been straight value bombs throughout this mm-hmm. interview. So thank you for being so inspiring, just so open and honest with us. And let's end with you giving Fire Nation, Larry, just one parting piece of guidance, sharing the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Well, the best way folks can connect with me is uh, just go to any of the social media uh, sites that are out there. At Larry Broughton on Twitter is a great way. I've just launched a new website called yougozi.com, which is just full of tidbits, bite-sized nuggets on leadership and serving other people. And that's what that's the, the nugget that I would leave with people. Uh, only those who can see the invisible can do the impossible. We have to really visualize where we want to go, visualize how we want to serve people, and serve, 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 serve. Serve your clients. Serve your customers, serve your family, serve your communities. And it's amazing when you start serving other people and stop serving yourself, other people start serving us. Great things happen when we do that. Uh, Well, Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have started off with Larry and myself. So keep up the heat. And Larry, Fire Nation is well aware. They can find the links to everything of value that we've been talking about at eofire.com. Just type Larry in the search bar and his show notes page will pop right up. And Larry, thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, experience, Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks, John. It's been an honor. Fire Nation, looking to grow your podcast audience? Join me for our free live podcast workshop every week where I share the top five growth strategies. Visit podcastersparadise.com to grab your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 